I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I have the best time ever! Hey listen daddy, you're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Ferro daddy in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's, you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show, because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture of whatever. And boy, that's we on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock too. Join. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen out of indie music, television here out of Ron Kakama, Long Island, in the bullpen. Abe, round two. Good job last Thursday, brother. Good work. He did it. Special Saturday show today with wrestling icon. Yes. He's an icon. Yes. Right? Sinister Minister. Yeah, father. Along with his partner. Could we say partner? Are you okay with that? Protégé. Protégé sure. partner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Max the Impaler. <sighs> Nervous already, but go ahead. Don't be scared. Well, yeah, don't be. Easy for you to see. She'll just bite you. Did you see Max? Oh, she what? Did you see Max? Yeah, I did. I don't want to be bitten at all. <laughs> but let Max bite you. All right, anyway. Yeah. Three women missing in Mexico after crossing the border. Anyway? On a Texas trip. Anyway. Anyway. Three women missing in Mexico. Two sisters from Texas and a friend are missing in Mexico after they crossed the border last month to sell clothes at a flea market. What? The abduction of four Americans in Mexico that was caught on video last week received an avalanche of attention and was resolved in a matter of days. But the fate of these three women who haven't been heard of since the abduction, mm. I guess they're calling it abduction. Sounds like it. Remains a mystery and is relatively little known. Um, thoughts? Can I even ask this question without certain people getting really upset with the show? Well, I hope you ask the question where I want to ask. Where's, where's, where's Big Bubba Joe? Joe Biden. What, 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 <laughs> they just stole our people! Unbelievable. Gotta do something, right? No? So, James, if you know, uh, what? we, uh, we had a very popular YouTube channel, very... You know, yeah, it was doing really good. Really well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and our political views had... Not given, ours, our guests. Our guests, ours, we everything. We asked questions and our guests gave certain political views that got us completely removed. They terminated. You are no longer on YouTube. No, well, we, we are, are now. We, we had a reboot. We had a restart. restart. Yeah. And they are kind of, honestly, kind of holding us down a little bit. Like, so yeah, when we, you know, we're, we're working hard to get it back. Yeah. But we're also on a 
a lot of everything, every other social media aspect. Of right. It. But the point of the matter is, is that my partner here decided to mention Joe Biden, and you know. Now I'm nervous you, every if, time. If you put Joe Biden in a uh, yeah a compromising position, like well, not looking for three young women who cross the border in Mexico to and see if they're okay, and have disappeared, uh, you could find yourself in trouble. Father, is this wrong for me to feel like you know? <laughs> Father. He, he is. <laughs> first of all, this is Father, Father James Mitchell, the sinister freaking minister. Let's get this straight. Father, it's been okay? 100 years since I went to confession. Well, God. it actually hasn't been, but since I've only been there once in the last well, month, I Father, give you a wrong? lot more rope than most fathers you'll encounter. So. There you go. Wait, I got to ask. Wait. I feel comfortable. You, wait, you're going you're gonna, to sling some bullshit at me and tell me you've been to confession within the last 25 years? <laughs> Yeah, I actually have. You, you fucking lie. Would you forget I was an elder at one point? Don't ruin the Pharaoh's image. You're killing this because now I have to tell the <laughs> truth. What's wrong with you? I can't imagine I, you going to confession. Well, now I don't. Now I just Father, don't. Father, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for I am the Pharaoh? You don't even this know is, what I want to say right now. Terrible. You don't even know what I want to say. I mean, is it, is it wrong to think that maybe when this sort of thing happens, we should be stepping in at a very high level? Why, why, why is that so outrageous? It all depends. I don't get involved in political bullshit. He's too smart for that. Well, wouldn't the real He's question be is why three Americans are crossing the border to sell at a Mexican flea market? And what do they take with them to Does sell? Does that even sound like a kosher story? <laughs> what are they selling? That's the point. That's what I'm you trying think to that's, say. Oh, you think that's what I never even occurred uh, to me. I'm assuming they were wow. trying to do something. Were the something. Americans being sold or were they selling something? The Americans crossed There's the border to Mexico to sell in a flea market. To sell what, though? And what kind of flea market was it? That's what I'm saying. It sounds a little fugazi to me, right? It, wow. You know, Could be. Unless you're trying to sell something that you can't sell in America? legally in the United States right. of America. Aye, aye, and then aye. maybe someone at the other side is, got a little pissed off. This is really right? getting borderline bizarre. But okay. who, who am I to judge? Father, forgive me. Could for Could have involved judgment. copious amounts of cocaine. You never know. There yeah. you go. And you just asked for forgiveness. You've been to confession today. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't asked for forgiveness. Not On yet. a lighter note, Lucy Liu reacts to hearing complaints about Bill Murray's alleged bad behavior on the sets. Uh, I felt sad that it happened to other people. So what, what, what happened? The story of Lucy Liu encountering bad behavior from Bill Murray on the set of the 2000 movie Charlie's Angels. Now, mind you, 23 years ago. 20, oh, right. Now's the time to talk. It's long been Hollywood lore. She's confirmed what had happened. She had allegedly used inexcusable and unacceptable language to berate her in front of the entire crew. Thoughts, Farrow? Poor but, Bill Murray is getting run through the ringer lately. And too, I thought way. he was trained to kill gophers. I don't understand what's going on here. Why are you picking on Bill? And why 23 years later? Now we're going to tell the story? They should have just waited for him to pass away. What's that, in the next 10 to 15 years? Wait. What are you doing? They always do this. Always. You believe her? James, Bill Murray fan. Yes, very much so. Yeah, big Bill. So do you think that, do you think in the workplace you have a right to scold your employee if they're doing something not that lucy lou was an employee but Co-worker. probably probably not the highest of actors or actresses a uh, high level actress so maybe you know do you have a right to scold your yeah co-worker? you have a right to scold them i don't know if you have a right in this day and age to grab their ass while you do it or right. whatever else yeah. he's been accused of i don't know <laughs> what? what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right. You know, so, it's not like the good old days. Where you can just grab ass. Yeah, you can't play grab ass and scold at the same time. <laughs> I miss One having, or the other? I miss having right. my ass grabbed at work. Right. You do, don't you? Absolutely. She was a killer, that one. You anyway. better go to confession. I, I, Father, I confess that she slapped me in the ass. <laughs> if, you did, anyway. if you didn't know it, you're... T- to the right is the, the star truth. of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrell. And Jimmy, along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band, Wisteria Hall. Bart, man. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, and Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Download their music on Spotify. Nice. Apple Music. Ah. Reverb Nation. And James, if you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro. And you can catch Monty DeFaro on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. It's up on the screen for you, that big guy. Oh, yeah. Hear us on <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spotify, right Anchor, along. Twitch TV, Monty DeFaro page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, which I don't know if you, I'd rather be living in Florida. Right about like now. With guest. this weather, you would. Yeah, you right about kidding. now. Yeah. 
Uh, you can catch us every Tuesday at 9 p.m. on Channel 115 and 11.30 a.m. on Saturdays. And Channel 20, Tuesdays at 7 p.m., where over 150,000 viewers are watching us weekly. Also, if you have the time, download the free app, Intuitive, I-N-2-U-T-I-V-E Network, where we have been asked to be the one and only television broadcast on that network. And that network has documentaries. It's got movies. It's got TV shows. It's just like a Netflix, right? Right. A new Netflix, and we are their one television broadcast. Nice. Slash that works. Podcast. Have you watched all the documentaries already? Because no I knew you probably I, have. I have not. You haven't? I have not. Oh, so there's more for you I to had go. to prep for this interview. Oh, nice. So Preparation M. Thank Very good. Right, we'll be right back after this commercial break where we have this icon, Mr. Sinister Minister, along with Max the Impaler. He's scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. I'm a slight bit uncomfortable. See you in an uh, awkward moment. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. Elm Logistics. For all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics. Pride Performance and partnerships. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty uh, DeFaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. So, James, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. So, coming from the, uh, what was it, the big horror event? The big horror event. In Ooh, Queens? Yes, how, did that, how did that uh, work out there, buddy? It was a madhouse. I would say people were spread out down the street, what, six blocks? Awesome. Something like that. Yeah, it was insane. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Six blocks? A horror yeah. convention. Uh, people oh, were standing out in, outside in the rain for four hours. They were there before I got there, and they still hadn't gotten in. How, do, how does that make you feel that, after all these years, that fans love and adore you at, to that level? Well, they weren't all there to adore me. I, but, I understand that. But. I, I would love to lie to you, but that was... That was Brother Lugosi's grandson! I six blocks of people there to see me, personally. But it, it was a big event. Can I ask who was there, as far as, you know, the horror genre? I, I gotta. Uh, from the horror genre? Yeah. like uh, Christina Ricci. Okay. Uh, William Forsyth okay. was there. Okay. And, uh, How's Christina Ricci's forehead nowadays? Harry, Harry, Harry Lehman? Um, Brinkley. Who else? Eric? Who was there? The guy who played Chucky. Chucky was there? Yeah. Wait a minute. The voice of Chucky? Because he's the man. That's the, that's the uh, sheriff Brad in Durf. zombies Halloween movie. Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf. That's right? fantastic. No, no, no. That is Brad Dorf. That is the you voice of Chucky. It. The voice of Chucky is Brad Dorf. Yes, it is. Then it would have been somebody else who did. I didn't. I don't. He's got to pull out the line. Right, let's you not, see what I started. It, let's, you thought, let's not go all down. All I wanted to know was the, the proverbial rabbit hole. Was there. Let's, anyway, so you were saying, Mike. yes, as we were. What I was saying, I want to get back to my original question because James didn't answer it. How's Christine Ritchie's forehead? Is it gotten smaller over the years or larger? I, I, I didn't even get a chance to see her. You didn't even get to see her. No, man, the hallway was too packed. She was in the hallway down past the bathroom, but it really was a madhouse in there. There's no room to walk. Nice. So very nice. You've got your wrestler here, Max. Yes. How do you, how do you two hook up? <laughs> uh, we bumped into one another accidentally in the uh, National Wrestling Alliance, and uh, we had a meeting of the minds. In fact, Max, come on in. Come on, Max. Normally, I have to keep Max on a uh, much shorter. Leash, but they have agreed. You don't have a leash at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I have a mental oh, leash. Oh boy. Now, I would just like to remind you, Max the Impaler is the non-binary nightmare. Max is not to be referred to as she or he or him. Understood. Or her. Understood. Max is neither understood. fish nor fowl. Very understood. 
and is the warlord of the wasteland. So behave yourselves, and I'll make sure that they don't eat you. Um, so this is kind of like a bear thing, like if a bear is around you, just stay Very still. Very similar. Bear right? Thing? Just don't, like Yes, don't just, move. Don't move. Jesus. Right? Maybe don't play anger. dead. Gotcha. <laughs> You're doing um, just fine, Max. Can I, can I share with you, though? I did catch a video of Max wrestling. Uh-huh. And Max is an incredible wrestler. Max is one of the most amazing talents I've ever had the pleasure to work with. Mac, you should go back and look at Max's match with Camille for the NWA women's title. One of the greatest matches I've ever been a part of. Uh, the match with Jordan Grace in Impact Wrestling a while back was really outstanding. Max, Max is like the crown jewel. Let, let me ask you, um, feelings on the NWA, uh, is, there, is there a run in this? Do you think there's a run in this? I believe so. I really enjoy working there. And I love the ambiance of studio wrestling. Um, that's what I grew up on. You know, back in the old days, uh, I would watch the uh, Jim Crockett promotions and the Georgia promotion and the Florida promotion. I got all three of them when I was a little kid. And I remember when they first moved to the outdoor stadiums and whatnot, when Dusty took over the book. Yeah. It felt very, <laughs> it felt very strange. Um, I, I like it. It reminds me of the wrestling that I grew up on, and they have an outstanding roster. And uh, Billy Corgan's uh, working to bring it to a bigger platform, but right now I think it's a really good product, and people really should give it a chance. James, for the audience at home, can you uh, clearly define, for those who aren't in the know, what is the definition of a non-binary wrestler? A non-binary wrestler does not identify as male or female. Period. They Understood. are their Understood. own thing. They define the way they would like to be presented. And especially if there's someone like my, my mm. lovely Max yeah. here, uh, I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, no, no. There's no argument in this room. How? Hit it before Max hits you. Just how do you <laughs> control Max? Uh, we have a similar uh, similar taste for violence and destruction, and we just have a meeting of the minds. We I, we can almost communicate telepathically. So, James, would non-binary yes. mean that the wrestler would wrestle either a female or a male? Yes. Max can do either. In a lot of ways, Max prefers destroying males. Ah. That look like him, right? Not me. <laughs> like him. That all depends. Oh, like, him, like him. Look at his shirt. How could you possibly not want to hit that? <laughs> Wow, you're selling me down uh, the river. Right down. I'll get you a boat and everything. Uh, and, and, or, uh, seriously, J James, is the business ready for, for Max? I think so. And it doesn't matter nice. if they are or not. <laughs> not I've already unleashed Max. There you go. It's been a parting of the Red Sea, so Eesh. to speak. Everyone scrambles. Mm, holy Moses. Mm. Is today's fan ready for a non-binary wrestler? I would think so. You know, everything has to progress. You either progress or you become a dinosaur, and you know what happened to them. Sure. See ya. Yeah. So we, we, we know how we know how crazy wrestling fans do get. Um, yes. Last uh, Thursday, uh, we were discussing on Twitter. Um, we all know AEW, and there's a wrestler called Wheeler Utah. And there were some comments about Wheeler. And Kevin Nash went on there recently and said that, uh, you know, don't get all upset. Don't worry about it. No one's watching. <laughs> and, and which, that's exactly I what I thought. Very I funny. Too. I thought it was funny. The fan it decided it was a good time to either start attacking his son who passed away. Well, that would make them pricks. Yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion on that. Is is today's fandom worse now because of the internet? 
I think so. I think they've become a bunch of uh, overly sensitive pussies, really. You know, at first, uh, when they were able to get on the internet and flap their gums from behind their keyboards, they were all tough guys, mm. you know? Mm. What would you call them? Keyboard warriors and yeah, that sure. sort of thing. Sure. And now they're all very easily offended and, uh, you know, fuck those people. I don't cater to them, you know? Amen, Father. How about Kevin Nash himself? I love Kevin Nash. What's your relationship with him? If you uh, not show? great. I mean, but what we're you know friendly. We're friendly. If we were sitting in the bar together, we'd have a beer. We'd shoot the shit. But, you know, I didn't run in his pack back in the day. Mm-hmm. We've, we've hung out a little bit and partied after hours, after like back in impacts and stuff like that. But, Wrestling uh, genius, Kevin Nash? Very smart guy. Very smart guy, and one of the guys uh, that is smart outside of wrestling. He's just a, he's a really bright guy. I like him a lot. So uh, reading up on you, um, and I could be inaccurate here, so please correct me. Sure. You dropped out of high school? Yeah. To become a wrestler? No, I dropped out of high school to become a rock star. Oh, nice. And uh, nice. that wound up not working out. And... Because I had grown up on wrestling, there was a crossover at some point while I was doing rest- while I was doing music that uh, I started just cutting wrestling promos on stage. Yeah, and bumped into a wrestler at a bar, and that's it- a very long, complicated story where I lied, conned, and swindled my way into the business. But at some point, I said, "Fuck music! This is much more fun." You know, I was having more fun cutting promos on the the marks in the redneck bars than I was singing. So I just so, keep So I'm evolved. interested to understand, what did your, you know, your mom or your dad have to say when you said, hey, I'm dropping out of high school, I'm following my they dream to become a rock star? They were absolutely furious. This sounds uh, familiar. They were furious about this sounds very familiar to somebody. Yes, like, I had, I had yeah. zero support from anybody. There you go. Especially when I, you know, once <laughs> I wanted to get into uh, wrestling. Right. And everybody thought I'd lost my fucking mind. Right. And I'll be honest, for a, for a time, I thought I had lost my mind, too, because when I tried to get in the wrestling business, it was like trying to break into the mafia. Mm. You know, you didn't have a wrestling school Yeah. on every corner. Right. You know, there were a handful of people that would teach it to you, and they didn't even formally have schools. They'd have to kind of pick you out and take them under your wing. So it, there really was a lot of ass-kissing and manipulation and, and uh, social climbing, and I was always able to bullshit my way up because I was, even though I had dropped out of school, I was blessed with a, uh, an excellent vocabulary, and I was much smarter than the average bear, so I was able to lie and bluff my way into places I shouldn't have been. Just taking an educated guess, being in the rock uh, business for uh, many years in my past, yeah, sounds a lot similar to wrestling as far as the shit you probably would have had to deal with, no? Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. definitely a correlation between the two. Oh, rock yeah. I mean, rock. the lifestyles yeah. were very similar yeah. as well. Yeah. I could see that. How about when you first do start breaking in Smoky Mountain wrestling with Jim Cornette? Tell us all about Jim Cornette. Oh, I love Cornette. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't just start in Smoky Mountain wrestling. I mean, right. there was a lot of outlaw horrible outlaw bullshit right. before I was able to hook up with Cornette. But Cornette was, uh, Smoky Mountain was the first place I worked where I was consistently around people who all knew what they were doing. And you see, instead of it being an indie show where somebody brought in two guys on top and everybody else was a jabroni who didn't know what they were doing, there was cohesion here and I started to get a better picture of how the business worked, you know? Sure. And, uh, and he put me with a mummy, Prince Karras, which uh, was not how I wanted to make my television <laughs> debut. A mummy. Yeah. Oh, but mummy. because I was always a fan of monsters and whatnot as a kid, yeah. you know, I got, you know, I, I dove in. And, uh, and because I didn't know what I was doing really at the time, I just spent every moment on air trying to be as vulgar and obscene as I could and letting my promos fly over the heads of the hillbillies that watched the show. But it was a great learning experience. And how much input did Cornette have into your first character? Uh, he told me that I was going to be called, well, he didn't even change my name. I was called Daryl Van Horn at the time. Um, he made me put on a fez and sunglasses like the old Abdullah Farouk yeah. and Wizard cool. deal did with the, the original Sheik in uh, Detroit. Um, be care- Don't turn your head too fast, Pharaoh. I... If you value your ears, I thought I was working on a Max good pace. Max will go I'll after appendages. Be careful. You notice I'm frozen. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, and then uh, he would just give me bullet points, and I would take the bullet points and weave all of my filth into it. You know, um, looking back at it, it was great performance art. Um, there were a lot of mistakes in terms of how to sell a wrestling character because I was more trying to uh, show off and show how clever and dirty I could be. Mm. Uh, but some of it still stands up. And here, you know, 30-something years later, um, I'm occasionally now pulling some of those old uh, chestnuts out and dusting them off and reusing them because I figured, you know, if Ric Flair could do the same promo every night, for uh, 40 years, mm -hmm. I can pull out a, a one-liner or two from 30 years well, ago. Well, certainly you're one of the great talkers of well, all time. Well, thank you. You should be very proud of yourself. I, I want to bring it back to Max a little bit. So we yeah. talked about Camille, and I always felt Camille... Well, am I wrong for saying this? Is the ultimate goal to get to the World Wrestling Federation, or is the group of the... We had Masters in here, and he was very complimentary over the NWA. Uh-huh. And he really felt like... You know, because... I'll just talk personally for both of us. When sure. it first came out, we loved it, right? Had the old Dawkins song opening it up. It yeah. had that old Georgia Championship wrestling yeah. feel. Right. Then Corrigan kind of made a right turn somewhere, and COVID mm. hit and uh, things like that. Um, and you said you think the NWA could But is the ultimate goal for Camille or a Max to hit the pinnacle of the WWE, or is it the pinnacle is to get the NWA I would where love you think to, it needs to be. I would love to see Max hit Rhea Ripley, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine um, that match? Holy well, cow. right now, so the first ultimate thing I goal um, is to get to the top of the NWA. Max has recently signed with NWA, so anything else okay. is a moot point at the moment. You know, so. Max would whoop. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. <laughs> yeah. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jay, there are some asses in WWE that need to be kicked. I'm sure. Max. You ain't kidding. Any in particular you could think of? I won't mention them. Oh, <laughs> boy. Let them, let them worry about it. They know it. who they are. Let them worry James, about I, it. James, I'm pretty touch, uh, tough on Dutch Mantel, right? I think it's maybe it's a mustache. <laughs> or what, I don't know what it is, the, the hair on his back or whatever <laughs> yeah, else. Though. Yeah. But how was he towards you in Smoky Mountain? He was super towards me in Smoky Mountain. Okay. Uh, yeah, really. You know, I was a green asshole in there. And uh, he was... <laughs> He was helpful. Um, he was very instrumental in uh, getting by my push in uh, Impact TNA back in the day when uh, he combined me with Abyss. So uh, I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Did him. you know you were on the right track, though? You did fill us in a little bit that there was a lot of horror show bullshit to get through before you got to Cornette. Yeah. But did you know you had gotten somewhere at that point when you did get to Jim? I mean, it's Jim oh, Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know the hard work had to be worth it. Oh, yeah. I was breathing a completely different oxygen and right. uh, was right. really kind of walking around on a natural high. Right. You know, like, wow, I'm actually working with people on TV that I've watched. As, and, and may actually as know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Well, the next step, of course, was is, is to get into WCW. If, if we're, what's yeah. going on? Are we good back here? Uh, Are we yeah, good back I hear here? Some bank. <laughs> you don't have any small animals here, do you? No. Um, any, How strong is this wall? Any Max, man servants Max back has, there, uh, by any chance? How strong is this wall, Michael? Max has a. Uh, Look at this. This, this shit is shaking. Max Down, Max. A, a flavor for the Pharaoh. Max, heal, heal. Doesn't have a flavor for the Pharaoh. He's got a flavor for that shirt. Max doesn't like the shirt. Have you got Don't some worry raw about meat the laying around here, gentlemen? God help me. Raw meat? Do I have to confess right Maybe, now, live on the air? Possible, possible I mean, is that what has to happen here? I will. I... Eric! <laughs> Eric, you brought Max. Where Pharaoh. Eric! Hey, you didn't dip your gimmick in tuna fish or something before you got oh, here, no, did absolutely you? Absolutely not. I showered and everything. What <laughs> earth is going on here, please? Oh, okay, God. you get to WCW. Max, may I respectfully ask... Your father there a question. Um, you get to WCW. Just let them sniff. Just please, let them sniff. Please, please just okay. sniff, please. What kind of contract did you receive from WCW when you first got there? What kind of money? Yeah. Uh, oh, that was fairly pleasant. Okay. It, was, it started at like <laughs> 55, oh and then I had yeah. to, rolled over two years. We had raises 55? each year. 55 in what year? 90. Damn, I'm jumping all over that now. Wow. 96. Not, wow, not bad. Not bad at all. Thoughts on Bischoff, if I can throw that in. Um, I didn't know him well. Everything was uh, 
short, brief, and business-like, but he personally hired me. He walked over to uh, Dallas Page's Man Cave. Uh, Page had showed him my tape, and I was down there with Canyon, and uh, Page walked in, and, not Page, Bischoff walked in and offered okay. me a job. Yeah. So uh, that okay. was, that Sweet. was, I was actually, I had an endorphin rush for like four days. It wouldn't stop. I couldn't you imagine. Know? Like, that, I'm actually, now, oh, I'm going from abject poverty to <laughs> living my dream, <laughs> and I can afford my own house, my own car my own everything right. and not worry about bills. So it was a great time. The, the people who used to say you were crazy, did you call every single one of them? You should have seen me go back and fuck all of my old girlfriends that dumped me. I came rolling up in a brand new, uh, he said, he said, in a, a brand new Lincoln up. town car. And, you know, because they were like, ah, you're chasing this wrestling. You'll never make it. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm in town with my Lincoln. Let's yeah. go out. And, you yeah. know, psych. Yeah, well, I did you? I give them one for the road and then never oh, return their phone calls. Like you know, like okay, well here's my revenge. Boom. There you go. Pretty petty and devilish of me. No, but what sinister. Would you and sinister. I'm on TBS all the time. I just had to rub their nose among other things in it. I, I can't say I blame you. Every everybody saw you on Dark Side of the Ring, and we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll we'll get to Canon in a minute. But um, there was Daphne Younger also. Um, yeah. Did you cross paths with Daphne? At yeah, all? a little bit. And did you have any kind of relationship with her as far as, like, knowing the ins and outs about her? No, no. I just knew uh, Daphne as, as a real sweet girl. Um, I would hear later from uh, a friend of, a mutual friend of ours uh, who described Daphne as kind of wild, whatever that mm. meant. But I had no idea that mm -hmm. Daphne was dealing with the depression and whatnot. And mm. When I saw that uh, video... From mm. right before she died, that was that was really heartbreaking. Uh, Daphne was a real, a really cool girl, and it's sad that it went down that way. We were fortunate to have uh, Glacier on recently, and uh, we discussed, uh, you know, definitely a friend of yours, Chris Canyon. Yeah. Chris was always held in high regard, but on Dark Side of the Ring, the way I guess it's maybe the way they spun it, they almost made it seem like. Chris may have possibly taken advantage of your friendship from time to time. Did, did no, I, I want to clear something yeah, up. Yeah, please, please um, do now, that. Yeah. Is that opinion? Is he that was, there? Canyon was a prick to me after he <clears throat> got signed to be Mortis, okay. after we got on TV. Okay. This, I knew him for 18 years. This happened five or six years into knowing him, and it happened for... I would say from March until October of 1997. So that was a blip in our friendship. Okay. But that's, and I didn't understand what was going on. I would have at that time, uh, because we were always out drunk and whoring around, with, you know, I would have figured he was dealing with a hangover and just being a grouchy asshole. Um, I didn't understand depression or anything of the sort. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, we fought like cats and dogs for that brief time. But if you had seen, you know, I talked to the dark side of the ring for three and a half hours. What? Okay. It wasn't called the bright side of the fucking ring. <laughs> but I thought, I thought the way they, you, I've watched it a million times. You're trying to combine somebody's entire life into 48 minutes or whatever it is, you know, with commercial time allotted. I mean, that, that so was... I thought they, I thought they told as good as okay. a job as they possibly could within the time allotted. Now, some people I read online thought that I was shitting on Canyon or presenting him in a bad light, mm -hmm. or that the other guys were, but it's like, then you must not have heard all the love that was spun, right. too. Because right. Canyon was a damn good guy, and it's, it's sad that he was tormented like that. And it, it's sad that the, not only myself, but the world didn't know much of shit about uh, mental health issues. You know, it was a taboo thing to talk about. Sure. You know, it was more taboo to talk about having mental illness than being gay. Mm. You know, so he was he was much more open after he came out about being gay than he would have been about talking but about. Th there's a couple of weird things here. Well, first I wanted yeah. to ask you, and I think you answered it, and that was a good question, Farrell. But um, a lot of times I feel like Dark Side of the Ring kind of takes your guys' clips and they kind of put them in certain areas to make it sound a certain way. Do you think they represented what you wanted to say the right way? I think Canyon would have been absolutely happy with the way he was portrayed because first of all he was you know the things you don't get to you wind up on the editing cutting room floor um he was into comedy 
He loved comedy. Well, there's funny Canyon stories in there, you know, front-loaded, you know. Um, I, I think he was presented uh, adequately uh, as an innovator, as somebody that people looked up to. I think it's obvious throughout the narrative that he helped a lot of fucking people who would not be here today if it weren't for him. Um, and I, I think it accurately portrayed. Uh, there were some things in it I didn't know about, like the story with uh, the young bucks and the shower yeah. and the phone call and the Luke Hawks story. I didn't know about that. Um, I think it, I think it accurately portrayed the arc of his life. I think he would like it, and and when he's and I think that we accurately portrayed the you know the the real love and shit as you know starts getting really sad towards the end, mm. and uh, and actually I love the way they ended it with the line about um, him saying "fuck you, you missed me" if I tried to hug his ghost. Right. I think he would like that. Yeah. Um, he's it's it's very act it's very difficult. Like I said, take forty eight minutes. Take forty-eight. Take every show you've done, and try to do a best of and make it forty-eight right. minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot to jam lot in to for a lifetime. Jam. Yeah, but wow. And speaking to a lot of the ex-wrestlers, right? They they all seem to have known that Cannon was a homosexual, right? And it was not a big deal. So was his depression really not about his homosexuality? It was more that he was just a depressed individual? Because when I watch a Dark Side of the Ring, at first you kind of get the feeling it's because he was couldn't come out. And it was bothering him. But then in the end, you kind of figure he just just had a lot of mental illness that he was dealing with. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's an apples or oranges, chicken or the egg kind of thing. I'm sure. I mean, who knows if this is, runs in his family or whatnot. I never asked. It's none of my fucking business. But uh, I, I think it definitely started with uh, his confliction over his sexuality but you know as, as he got older um you know he wouldn't take his meds mm. you know stuff like that or he'd take them for two weeks and stop you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to take uh antidepressants with alcohol you know he wasn't a drug user but he was a drinker you know and you just shit you're not supposed to mix and supposedly when you stop things on a dime that throws you off into another tizzy, and you know, I'm not a doctor, so it's well out of beyond my pay grade. But uh, I, it, it was bipolar because he could be the happiest, funniest person on earth, and then you could almost feel a clock. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he started off great, funny, funny, funny. He's getting a little grouchy. Uh, he's going to disappear for three months now, and that there was a pattern. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me to his behavior, but uh, I, I, you know, if he were still around, first of all, we went through all this, there wouldn't be an issue with him being gay. Nobody would give a fuck anymore. Right. And as I told him then, I said, any of these people, I said, people who find out that you're gay now, yeah, maybe some of them will freak out and say, ooh, gay germs or whatnot. And, and if it stays that way, then fuck those people. They weren't your friend anyway, and you don't need them. True. But you'll probably be amazed at how many people will uh, empathize with you, you know? When you reflect on yourself, do you think you were as good a friend as you could have been for him, or do you wish you could have done more? I wish I would have known how to do more, you know? There, there were parts, you know, when somebody calls you 15 or 20 times threatening to kill themselves, mm. and it keeps not happening, there's a, an element of the boy who cried wolf type of thing. And then when it does happen, yeah, it'll eat your ass up, you know. But you couldn't get him to answer the phone, you know, and you'd call other people, and they would say, um, well, he won't answer the phone for me, you know, he, this is just what he does. Yeah, I mean, I look back at it, uh, knowing what I know now, I would have done a whole different thing. Hmm. You know, I, I would have had him taken somewhere. I didn't know I had the power to do that, you know. You're a pretty impressive guy, man. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Thank yeah. you. Well, thank you. Let's talk about your uh, time in TNA. Um, you feel like the timing was just maybe slightly a little bit off because they had already hit some of their peak years. What? Tell me about the importance of timing in general when it comes you to mean, these. Do you mean TNA's timing there in the marketplace or my timing in your TNA? Timing your timing coming after. 
Well, you, you know. you've got a couple. I mean, of, I started with them. I was on their first show. But you right. have a couple of timing issues, yeah, right? Yeah, right. You go to Came WCW. And right. and well, you had the ECW thing, too, the reboot thing. You get that close. You leave didn't right happen. before they close the doors, right? I what? You leave right before they actually close the WCW, ECW, doors, uh, WCW, WCW yeah. doors. Right. Yeah, I left so, like the last year. So that's why we're talking about the timing. Oh, right? so timing get in there, general. I mean, yeah. before you get to that TNA question, in your opinion, who destroyed WCW? Oh God, that 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 was a lot <laughs> of people. I mean, it's easy on one level to point it at Bischoff, but then they took him off the TV for a long time. You know, they basically. I don't know if he was fired or they paid him to stay home. How about Russo? But uh, yet, it just. I I don't know. I can't speak with uh, any empirical depth because I wasn't there. And once I left, uh, when I leave a wrestling company, I leave it. You know, I, I don't watch companies I don't work for. It's the same reason I don't stalk ex-girlfriends. Well, how was your mental health, right? You hear you're in your dream. You're making those phone calls to ex-girlfriend. You're buying a new car, and then it's over. Yeah. Um, well, they got rid of me right before they uh, closed down. Okay. Uh, maybe one year before they closed down. And, yeah, and the dream popping, that was bad, but I immediately went to uh, ECW a couple months later. Were you surprised at the response? They loved you in ECW. You yeah, were the biggest was, face in the world. Well, what because happened? I did the exact opposite. I got excited. I did the exact opposite of what you would expect. Right. Uh, you know, as Malenko, Dean, not, uh, Professor Boris Malenko used to always say, you know, if everybody around you is whispering, then you scream. If everybody's screaming, you whisper. Hmm. So what could be more, the most, more, more direct contrast to what was being presented on ECW? Than an over-the-top character doing fucking stupid comedy skits. <laughs> you know, it was so different. Right. It worked. And it was an accident of, you know, being drunk and high at, you know, in the middle of the night. Because, you know, Mikey and myself would be sitting around waiting on these for Paul to call us in to do promos. And, you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> once, yep. the, once the girls were gone, there was nothing else to do but... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imbibe. Gotcha. And it just, it, it, I don't look, a lot of that shit's embarrassing as hell to watch. You know? <laughs> like, what the hell were we thinking? But it was over. And, you know, I just did that convention today, and it's funny to me how many people enjoyed it, so I'm glad they did. But, you know, it was part of my evolution. Max, good? Don't, don't bite any of the electrical cables. I'm not turning around. We don't want to knock anything out she there. Patrick behind me somewhere. Right. Um, so. TNA was the next question you were yeah, going to ask? Yeah, how about the timing in TNA? Um, well, their timing, I don't know if their timing was, well, that was what, two years after everything else closed, right? They started mm. in 02 and everything shut right. down in 01. So I maybe actually about bought a year. that first pay-per-view. I remember right back at the beginning. Um, yeah. I think it took TNA at least a year to get started on the right track. But they had ups and downs, depending on who was booking and whatnot. Um, I think TNA's glory years were uh, when they went to Spike. Mm-hmm. So from probably 06. Correct. Oh, no, late 05, maybe? Is that yeah, when even they sooner, went to Spike? Yep, with AJ and Joe and Kurt Angle and Steve. Late 05 through about the middle of 2008. Right. Which, uh, just to be arrogant, also coincides with my best run there, there with the best that there run. You but oh, that uh, was great. you know, I love this. I love the stuff with the new church with Slash Wolfie. Yeah, are you you buddy Who? there? Slash Wolfie D. Yeah. Slash. Who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is he no longer a part of the family? By the way, yeah. Well. Oh jeez. Here we go. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Wolfie. So you like Wolfie? Here huh? we go. Yeah. What happened? Oh boy. Yeah, God. you know, I used to like Wolfie too at one used point. Used to, but now yeah, not. Part of time. we don't get along. I don't get along with a lot of people. I guess maybe it could be me. Yeah. Nah. Oh. Nah, Wolfie. Wolfie actually had a show on our channel for a while. Yeah. Did really well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Putting in an effort and everything. People. <laughs> but then Wolfie was Wolfie. He kind of evaporated. Right. Then he disappeared. Like, you know Wolfie, right? Yeah. He disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're filling nice. in the blank. Yeah, you fill. Yeah, disappeared. Thank you, Father, for he has. I, I, I know the wolf. Yeah, so, okay. you know, 
you know, yeah, Wolfie's supposed would. to be in next week, so we, we haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, that should be fun. It should be real fun. <laughs> Any chance you could bring Max next week? <laughs> yeah. That would be the good idea. the idea. I like that idea. Great. That's a wow. great idea. All right, because we were also going to have a barricade. You know, the old-fashioned barricades you, back in the day. We're going to put a barricade speaking, here. Speaking of Wolfie, did you yeah. recognize him when he returned to Slash? Because obviously he was enhancing himself at some um, point, right? I didn't yeah. really know him as PG. G13. Okay. Uh, again, if I'm not in a company, I don't watch your shit. I haven't watched <laughs> WWE programming. I mean, unless, you know, it's in a bar or something, but I'm not right. paying attention to it. Um, or it's somebody's, at somebody's house, but I'm still not paying attention to it. <laughs> I haven't paid attention to WWE programming since I got uh, hired by WCW. Wow. I could, I know that I know of the names of a lot of people there, but for the most part, I could so point them why, out of the crowd. Why is and that's that? not shitting on WWE. No. It's just what I do. You're but why is that? Day. I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you loved wrestling, right? I have so many hours in the day, you know? And look, I'm a father now. I just had a kid. I got a three-year-old. You've been oh, a congratulations. father. Congratulations. At, at my advanced age. I don't have time to do anything that's not making me laugh or putting money in my pocket. Oh, right. Or making me blow. Wait a minute. Up. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, he's right about that. What about your son, Abyss? You're still taking care of him? No, he's done well for himself. Now, see, see his son is he, he got a good gig at WWE. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's doing WWE. very well. Is he sending his father money? Yes, he, he has much better. He has much better uh, <laughs> benefits and health insurance than I do. So, interesting you brought that up. So we're we are within the same realm, believe it or not, the same age, right? Yeah. Yes. I was just saying to him, it's like. Who would ever thought like these wrestling heroes would end up? We we've been doing this long enough now. Now they're we're actually becoming older, older than, than they some are. Of the, and you're like, this is some, getting scary. Yeah, this is getting weird. But so, with okay. all due respect, James, what are you thinking about having a child at fifty something years old? Um, well, it was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> you, you know, as the old song goes, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Oh <laughs> no! Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Papa so was a rolling stone. A real life change. Um, I have to behave myself for the most part. Oh, man. Um, because I have to worry about somebody else. And I also have to worry about keeping Max from murdering people. Yes. And your three year old. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we've had Tommy Rich in many times, one of my favorites, uh, obviously worked in ECW. What, what was it like uh, crossing paths with uh, Tommy and uh, the full-blooded Italians? Oh, it was fun. Uh, I don't know Tommy real well. Okay. But, uh, you know, of course, I used to watch him all the time when I was an outsider looking in, in 1979, 1980, yeah. and uh, crossed paths with him a few times on the Indies over the years. But, uh, yeah, he's a real character. <laughs> He's a soldier. How about Tajiri and Super Crazy while we're on the ECW? Loved him. Loved him. Tajiri was real funny. Uh, the joke with Tajiri used to be that he doesn't speak English unless he's going over, which was, uh, <laughs> you know, Tajiri, you know, so I'll do this, I'll do this. Uh, no, no, not, not, so, no, not so much. Not so much. That's and great. then, okay, and then one, two, three. Yes, very good. And then I will go to the top and I will, you know. That's but, uh, great. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Rey Mysterio is obviously the uh, the, the face of uh, a lot of the wrestling styles we see today. You think Super Crazy deserves a little more love, for God's sakes? Sure, sure. Super Crazy was awesome. I'm a big Super Crazy mark. I had to get that in. Well, yeah. Considering you didn't show up to our show, I don't even know why you brought him up. But that's okay. <sighs> God, do I have to hold grudges with everybody? So you, you worked with Jesus. you worked with Dixie Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Russo. Yeah. Right. Oy. Oy. We'll say Bischoff, kind of. Yeah. And Heyman. Yeah. If you compare them, who did you feel had the most talent? Uh, did you leave Cornette off of this list on purpose? Yes. Okay. Uh, Cornette. Uh, uh, Surprise, uh, uh, I don't get along with Cornette. Either. He okay, doesn't like it. Cornette either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, like, he likes Max. See, I just bailed you out. Thank you. Yes, you were you heading need down the to road. like Max, otherwise... Max, Max will peel your skin off, twist it into a you noose, and lynch you with it. Mm. Easy, 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 Max. Oh, boy. Don't, 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 you brought don't him let in. them get you upset. Um, of that group, I would say uh, Paul Heyman. Did you know Heyman had that kind of talent working for him? Did you say, this guy is going to be the man one day? 
Well, I mean, he was already kind of the man the first time I saw him when he debuted on WCW. Well, I guess he was, what, the second string manager on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, But uh, He was great, though. I loved him back then. He was great. Um, I had no idea he'd go on to become a power broker like he has, but mm. he, he's brilliant. Very brilliant, uh, fast as a whip. Um, very talented guy, and uh, that's... You know, his legacy speaks for itself. Of all the great managers, Blassie, The Wizard, Heyman, Albano, Albano, Heenan, where does James Mitchell rank? I don't know. I've answered this before, and this is the most accurate way I think I can describe it. I got into the business when... When being a pro wrestling manager was the equivalent of being, you could be a great pro wrestling manager, but it was like being an eight-track tape deck, you know, because nobody's using them anymore. So then, you know, um, I think that rather than existing on a Mount Rushmore or anything of that sort, that, uh, oh yeah, I actually use this to compare myself to Cornette. I said that Cornette was the Elvis Beatles and uh, Rolling Stones of pro wrestling managers. I was the Tom Waits, Frank Zappa, and Warren Zevon. Meaning, um, I think my talent and my gift of gab uh, speaks for itself. But I think, frankly, uh, people in my profession are more impressed with what I do than the population at large because the pop, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've had so many stops and starts. I got Um, you. And, you know, with pro wrestling managers being deplatformed for so long as they have been. I mean, there are people I run into now that think I stopped when ECW went out of the way. Right. You know, people right. who never saw any of the stuff on Spike TV. Right. But, um, you know, I deserve to be a very lengthy footnote, I think, because for a long time I was the only manager on national TV. And I was having a good run. But, you know, it depends on how you define greatness you know I, I would have loved to have lived in the era of the wise men of the east i think you could have plugged me in in the 70s and 60s oh yeah right there oh, yeah. with albano blassie and the Wiz. i could see it i could i could see myself with any of those monster heels they were with but you know by the time i got to where anybody could see me those those days were gone mm. you know wow so Different business. Excellent. But I've, I've enjoyed Excellent. every bit of it. You know, and I got out of it for a while, and I realized I needed to come back just to keep my sanity. Because I, I got a little, I don't want to be on the road full time, you know. I like going and doing TV every couple weeks or something, and it keeps me sane. You know, it's kind of kind of like, um, what is it junkies take to not get sick? Um, mm. Methadone. Wrestling, I need a little wrestling methadone. Because I realized when I stayed out of it for a while, I became a miserable bastard. Mm. You know, I you know I am a carny fuck, and I like I like I the you show. Know, I, I need the show. I need that around mm. me, yeah. and I need to be around other people who are kind of outlaws and don't follow the rules. Awesome. So. Let's bring it back to the NWA, and then yeah. we can hit you with the. We'll bring Sims in and promote you, and then Farrow's final question. Um, a lot of talent in the NWA right now, yeah. right? Um. That being said, Nick Aldis yeah. had a left. Yeah. You've got Tyrus as your champion. Uh, did you think Aldis leaving the NWA hurt the NWA? I don't know. Um... I mean, as someone that's there and you're trying to grow this thing, I mean, he was the face of the company. I don't right? think it was the most professional way to go about doing things, so it, it, it could have. But, you know, Billy Corgan's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, he's smart in business, period, not just in the wrestling business. And he has a vision for his brand, you know. He, he wants an NWA style that he's stressing, which is a, a much more snug and intense style, uh, a little less uh, gymnastics, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, have, I trust his vision, you know. You know, it, it's it's not my place to question what he's doing. It's not what I get paid to do, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Aldous, you know, that's private business shit between uh, Billy and himself. So, you know, I really can't speak to what went on there. I just think, uh, you know, 
trying to go about it publicly the way he did was probably in poor taste. How do you think about Tyrus carrying that title onto Fox News? I mean, mil 10 million people are there you go. seeing that belt every, every day. Not every week, every day. Right. Yeah, that's, I would call that pretty smart marketing. That's pretty smart marketing, that, that, yeah. It's going to get you a lot further than, uh, than uh, I don't know, buying, buying advertising on Facebook or that's whatever sure. the hell people mm. do these days. Look at that. Sims. Eric Sims. You're being some. Go drag him, Lex. Did we let him use the bathroom or something? I don't know. Sims, come in and promote it's your okay. stuff. It's okay, Max. Oh, God. It's okay. You're not no, on got, camera, Eric. No, so. we got two monsters. <laughs> go, go over That's to cool. James. That's cool. Sit with James. Sit with James. Oh, okay. You, you, okay. you know what? You know what, Mr. E? Yeah. I want him near Max. I'll try it. I'll oh, try to keep her back. Am I the only one who wants to call this competitor, Max? Am I the only one? I will not get Say on camera. Keep them back. Keep them back. Them. Sorry. Them. Heal. Them. Heal. Get him, Max. Get him, Max. Oh, only a Monty the Crown. God, God damn. No, wait a second. God damn. This has been a very challenging weekend because I have to change my goddamn vernacular this weekend with with learning the the, the proper protocol for non-binary terminology. Yeah, you better yeah. learn it. Of by the way, by the way, Phil out there says, "Thank God Maven's friend is on the couch." Yeah, because he'd be taking a nap. You know how I studied this for a long time of how to that, what what is it they. They. Or that. <laughs> they or or them, and I'm trying to think. Oh, don't say geez. he, she. Don't don't re reply to any of this. <laughs> don't do that stuff. And I practice. Don't do this. Don't Max, do this. Don't Tim, make sure I don't please. say this. I don't say. Oh, I don't say God. that. It's like, huh? By the way, uh, a mess out there is asking, are you buying McDonald's for the crew tonight? No. Who, oh, Captain <laughs> Coupon over here on the couch? Are you out of your I mind? I want McDonald's this morning for them. <laughs> <laughs> The once is enough. Oh, oh my God, help oh my us! God. <laughs> Please, one once, once is enough. Go stuff. ahead, toot your horn. God damn it! Jesus, God it's no me. BS with your cult hero over here. Uh. Anyway, tonight, Max the Impale is gonna beat up some some poor schlub at the Warriors. A of gentleman named Max. Bang. Max versus some, Max. Some, Max some, has the nerve to take Max's name. Uh. Can I talk, please? Ma Max is dead. Go ahead, spiel. Max. They, he, shit, uh, whatever, gonna beat up some poor schlub in, in Wars of Wrestling, St. Finbar's Church in Brooklyn, New York. In the and church. That's, that's, that's gonna be in about two, about two hours or two and a half hours or so. We gotta get down to that show just as soon as we're done here. And tomorrow we're up in Albany, New York at Heroes Hideout, where it's gonna be <coughs> Max the Impale of Father James Mitchell um, and a bunch of, a couple other. Talents going up there. Maria Canales and her husband. Oh. And, uh, Brooke Tessmacher. And so it's going to be fun up at Heroes oh. Hideout at the Colony Center, 11 to 1. So, and then to follow everything ESS, it's ESSpromotions.com. Well, I got to say, I am personally very impressed by Max's wrestling ability. Um, You're an excellent judge of talent. Well, thank you, thank you sir. Um, You're an I ass will... kisser. So am I. Just tell me I am. Anyway, so this is the time where we have something called the Pharaoh's final oh, question. Non-scripted. I've unplugged no. the television. It's coming from his brain. <laughs> Whatever I don't is. know what he's going to ask you, James. Much. It could be anything. I have no idea. Go ahead, Pharaoh. What does the future hold for Father James Mitchell and Max the Impaler? NWA Gold. Sooner than later, and a long trail of broken, twisted bodies. Sounds like Tyrus is going to have some serious problems. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a fan. I would love to see Tyrus against Max the Impaler. I would be rooting for Max that a would be, thousand that percent. Would be a, that would be an interesting match right there. Max should have the belt. Forget Tyrus. I said it. I don't care if you're showing it on Fox News. Let's get fresh. Let's get new. Let's get original. Let's get Max. I want, I want Max to be Camille. Camille's a side note in my mind. Really? She'll just fling it to the side. Get out of here, Camille. See you later. Come here, Tyrus. All right, anyway, you've been watching. I think big. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, James. Thank you, Max. 
Thank you so much. Uh, what are you thanking Max for? Max is going to come over here. Don't thank Max again. I already thanked Max. <laughs> Max. Can I, uh, Max, you can sit in my chair. I tell you uh, what. Sit. You sit. Can have my chair. sit. 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 I'll sit. I'll sit. sit. I'll sit. Sit. I'll sit if you want me to. Sit and shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just did. Oh, oh great. So long, folks. It was I nice want to thank Maxie Impaler. Oh, I see gold side. in her. In, in Max's future, I see gold in Max's future. And James, always been a fan, um, incredible human being. Thank you for taking the time. You've been watching Monty and Max, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Seen only here out of indie music television. Max, you want to send us out? May all of your stains be large ones. May all of your stains be large ones. <laughs>